The city streets of Boston are clean once again. Another sweep for the Blue Jays, and now just one more push to go before the playoffs. It's Locked On Blue Jays. It starts right now. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. He is Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Shulman. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, Twitter, and Gmail. Locked On Blue Jays, real at gmail.com. R E A L. Locked On Blue Jays, real at gmail.com. Bones, the Blue Jays with. Just one more series to go. They just wrapped up their second-to-last series. Another three wins over the Red Sox to end the season on nine straight wins over Boston. None of the games particularly close. Uh, I'll start with you. What's your storyline of the series? My storyline, you kind of hinted at it, is just that the Red Sox stood no chance, okay? This is a Blue Jays team that I don't know at some point in the season was like, okay, we know how to beat the Red Sox, so let's just not lose. <laughs> um, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Sixteen and three on the season against Boston, so a really, really good season uh, for the Jays against a, a, a usually pretty formidable opponent. So this is definitely one to uh, have in the record books. And uh, Red Sox stood no chance; they just never did. Yeah, kind of fitting in a way that the Blue Jays uh, end up clinching their playoff spot, albeit the in the day in between. But, uh, you know, really for everyone, it was that they clinched the spot uh, the day after their first game against the Red Sox or the day of their first game against the Red Sox because so much of their playoff position is bolstered on the fact that they have beat the AL East's worst team when they've needed to, and that's been a difference maker the last couple of years in the AL East, even if it wasn't usually Boston you were trying to beat, it was that worst team uh, and how you fared against them that could dictate where you were in the standings. So really important for the Blue Jays. My storyline, I guess, looks ahead a little bit, transitioning off yours. One more push. They did. They've done pretty much all they needed to do, uh, especially in that series, winning three games in a row, and we'll talk about it more, but has really set them up in a pretty nice spot. Uh, and they've put themselves in a spot where they just need to sprint through the finish. It's like you're getting to the end of the drill and you've done really well and you can see the finish line coming and they just need to take a couple more hard steps through the finish. And if they can do that, then they'll put themselves in really, really good position because that was a, a great series from them overall. Outscoring Boston 25-3 to has put them uh, in a very significant spot in the American League playoff picture. Yeah. Um, they're at a point right now where uh, they don't have to sweat at the end of the year like they did last year. And last year was a heart-wrenching uh, kind of finish. I'll never forget your reaction to it. You were not pleased Anger. with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at least they don't have to go through that this year. And the team doesn't order the fans. So... Uh, generally positive, um, even though playoffs hasn't, haven't started and there's a lot to do there, uh, at least you don't have to sit there and sweat out every single game. Like You controlled your own destiny. You clinched before the end of the year. It's all good. 
Um, speaking of, during that series, a lot to pick from. Unlike the Yankees series before it, where we had some trouble deciding MVPs, a handful of guys stood out. Who's your MVP from this series? I wanted to go starting pitchers because there were two shutouts um, and a good performance from uh, the staff in Game 3, but Gosman's injury, uh, so I didn't pick that. Uh, but I ended up just going with Manoa because I thought he set a really good precedent um, for the series on what he did in Game 1. That guy has been so good all season long. Um, Justin Verlander's having the season of a lifetime, so I wouldn't expect him to have a chance at uh, the AL Cy Young. But, I mean, he was really great against the Red Sox. Six innings, two hits, two walks, four Ks. He was great. And how about him setting up Kikuchi to come in and finish it out? Love seeing you say these days. Uh, well, the word on the street is there could be a Yusei start coming up in this final series. Um, I didn't mean it like that, Yusei. We'll, ha- we'll have to see. Uh, but it would be in replacement. It would be in replacement of Manoa, probably, who uh, has, yeah, if it has likely ended his regular season, his first full regular season, uh, and has done it incredibly well. So I think that that was a, a good pick. Shout out to Ross, who was also really good. Um, but like you said, un- unfortunately, you couldn't do all three starters with Kevin getting hurt. I'm going to go for uh, more of an offensive MVP. I'm going to go Tay Oscar Hernandez, not the righty slugger I picked as my hype train. That would be Matt Chapman, but it was Tay Oscar who came out and was having a lot of fun with that wall and with the general dimensions of Fenway Park. At three games for Tao, especially the last two, but the three games in the series has eight hits. Last two games, seven hits, six runs scored, which isn't a stat I really care about, but kind of crazy to score six runs in two games. Um, Three homers in those two games, five RBIs. So uh, up to 25 homers on the year has propelled his OPS back over 800 just with that three homers in two games span. He hadn't had an 800 OPS since September 5th, and that was a one-day blip. He hasn't really maintained an 800 OPS since late August. Um, so just kind of massive from Teo. You know, he, he's had a good year. He still hasn't had like a phenomenal year, but he's going to end the year with 20, 25 or more home runs. Uh, and he had another really good series. So uh, definitely big whenever he can contribute. Yeah, he, he slowly brought it back. Um, and everybody remembers game one this season. I don't know if it was game one. It was game one. I think he yeah. had that really, really important uh, home run to to start the comeback uh, and then got hurt almost immediately, like the next game or that first week. Uh, came back from the IL, was a little bit slow to uh, regain form, and then it kind of took all season, but he is now at the point where it's not what he did for the last two years, but he's still one of the better hitters in an AL outfield. So I think you'll totally take this season from Teo. He's going to finish with a near 800 OPS. Like you said, probably 25 home runs or something like it. Um, Really, really great. Uh, Another good season from Teo. I don't think you can really complain about his bat. Nope. And uh, another good series from him as the Blue Jays sweep the Red Sox uh, 9-0, 10-0, for the three games for Toronto, it leaves them in a pretty good spot in terms of the playoffs. And obviously, only one more series to go. Playoffs are coming up this weekend. Pretty crazy. We're going to discuss all that happened to help the Blue Jays where they sit now and what the questions are. 
going forward. But first, we need to give you a little bit of a message from our sponsors. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, ready, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs that have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits from. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Locked On Blue Jays continues your Monday episode, final week of the regular season. And the Blue Jays are in a good spot after their series sweep over the Boston Red Sox. By the way, he's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman. Uh, the Blue Jays are in the top spot currently in the American League. Uh, and one of the first things that happened in that series after they clinched the playoffs in game one was they clinched being on top of Tampa Bay. The Rays can no longer pass the Blue Jays. Uh, Tampa Bay currently sits four games back of the Blue Jays, each having three games to go. So not only does that mean that the Blue Jays could not go to the trop, uh, but it means that they will not be playing in the three six series, uh, or you know the worst division winner, worst wild card series, whatever you want to call it. Which to you is more important? Blue Jays avoid potentially a, a streaking Guardians team or avoid having to play at the trop potentially in a 4-5 matchup. You know what's funny is we talked about how um, you'd want to play. I I know it's not the same thing right now, but you'd want to play either Seattle or the Guardians if you're that ALDS team uh, that the Yankees are right now in that two seed. But Cleveland has been so hot. Like, they have gotten so hot, kind of like you mentioned, um, and I don't know if I'd want to see them right now. Like, they're really, really hot. And, of course, they have the pitching that we've talked about with Bieber, McKenzie, Quantrill uh, that can punish you. So they're a team right now that is going to be uh, tough to beat when the playoffs roll around. Uh, I don't know. But not playing at the Trop at the same time. I don't want to play at the Trop. <laughs> the Trop sucks. <laughs> like, that, I, the Trop stinks. There's nothing worse. Uh, you could talk to me about Oko all day, but at least it's kind of pretty. I don't know. Um, 
At least it's outside. Yeah, it's outside. <laughs> Trump, Trump sucks, uh, and I don't want to play there. So I think what's probably more important is avoiding those streaky guardians, but um, I don't want to play Tampa or at the Trop. I actually, I think it's probably avoiding the Trop for me because uh, even, you know, like you said, like it feels like it probably should be the streaky guardians. The guardians are really good. They have the same record as the Blue Jays, 90 and 69. Um, so like the Guardians have earned their way to the playoffs, even if their division is bad and they're the only team above 500 in it. Um, but if you told me Blue Jays at Guardians or Blue Jays at Rays in this first round, I just know internally I feel worse about the Blue Jays at Rays. Even if I shouldn't, okay. even if I know the Guardians are better than the Rays are, um, going to the Trop and playing the Rays would be a problem. So they're both huge. Uh, but for me, I probably have that one uh, a little bit higher. However, uh, now that sets up the Blue Jays, you know, with a situation where it looks like Seattle is going to be the team that Toronto plays home or away. They could play the Rays still. They would only play the Rays in Toronto, but the Rays are a possibility. So how do you feel? about it looking like Toronto Seattle is pretty much locked up as the first round matchup for the Blue Jays. Um I think I probably want to play Seattle. I know th- I think that's going to be a hot take for a lot of people, but I am fine with playing Seattle. Like they don't have offense. Like it, it they have a couple of decent hitters. And, like, outside of that, like, their middle infield is hitting an average of, like, uh, a 640 OPS. Like, they just they don't have great bats. Um, they have solid pitching, but nothing crazy. Like, there isn't anybody on that team in their starting rotation with an ERA below three. Uh, I'm not saying that you need to have that, but, like, nothing. Like, Luis Castillo jumps off the page. Other than that, it's like, okay. Um, and their bullpen's solid. And we talked about the bullpen uh, in an episode recently, they have Andres Munoz, who's good. Paul Seawald, they've turned into a decent player. Eric Swanson's really been good this season uh, and a couple other really good uh, bullpen pieces. But, you know, the Mariners, uh, they're fine. Uh, they're kind of, you know, there's a lot of hype around them right now because uh, they broke the streak 21 years without the playoffs. They're back, which is exciting for Seattle. And I'm happy for them that they make it back. Um, but I just don't think that this is going to be their year because they're just, you're thin. You can be thin. You can have a weak offense and win the World Series. We saw that in 2019. The Washington Nationals had like three hitters and they won the the World Series. But it's also because Steven Strasburg and Anibal Sanchez were going out there and just mowing hitters down. Those three hitters were unconscious. Anthony Rendon was having one of the greatest seasons that we've ever seen from a right-handed third baseman. it was really uh, a, the kind of just like a everything fell into place for them in terms of Zimmerman was good, Howie Kendrick was really good, but I don't really see that happening with the Mariners this year because usually it happens with a, a really veteran ball club, and they have Carlos Santana, who's awful, and they have Eugenio Suarez, who's putting together a good season, but really, like, nobody scares me all that much on that team, and I'm okay saying that. Maybe it bites me later, but no, I mean, you look at it. I was going to say like, when you think about, so if it's Seattle or the Rays, 
you think about the Rays, you usually think about like the no nameness of the Rays almost, the fact that they just put anyone out there. I mean, they they have as much, if not more, star power than uh, Seattle does. I mean, Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena are, are bigger stars than everyone but Julio Rodriguez on uh, the Seattle team, I think. I mean, it's Julio who's been – Julio's been hurt since the 22nd. He's supposed to be activated in play today. So we'll see how that works out. Like Ty France had a great start to the year. It's kind of whatever. Uh, you know, Cal Raleigh had, does have 26 homers from behind the plate. He's hitting 208 as he's well. He's had a good season. Yeah. He's had a good year. He's had like a gallo year. So there's yeah. like ways to beat him, you know. Um, but he's definitely had a good season. But like, and Mitch Hanniger really hasn't been healthy. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm feeling good about it. I think, like you, it's kind of the team I want to see uh, of all the teams. I know for some people, they say it's the team they don't want to see um, of everyone. And I can see that, I though. Like, I can it. see that argument because yeah. they are like the team of destiny or something like that. They packed they a lot of talent. Momentum and whatever, and like they have young talent. Like I get all that. I understand it. Um, I guess I, maybe I should give their rotation a little bit more credit because they do have good they arms. Good rotation. Um, but I don't know. They're both their offense at the same time, though. Like the Rays offense doesn't really scare me that much either. Like Yandy Diaz is having a really good year. Uh he's hitting for contact. He's a four oh three on base and an eight twenty two OPS, but their infield other than him has been awful. Uh except for Wander and Isaac Paredes, who's been okay. But Brandon Lau's on the sixty day, Kevin Kiermeyer is on the sixty day, and I don't know if they're supposed to get them back or not. Their rotation's better. No, they're not. And they're not getting they're back. Not. Okay, so they, that offense is pretty bad, too. Um, they don't have a lot of star power there, and I'd be okay seeing them as well. They do have Hidden Herald, though. Hidden um, Herald Ramirez, not Hidden Herald Castro. Yeah, I mean, it's just they are such similar teams when you look at it. The Entering today, the Mariners have a plus 63 run differential. The Rays plus 62. And they're in like the same ranges. Like both have around 660 runs scored and 600 runs against. Um, the big difference you can pull is, I guess, some people might be saying we should want the Blue Jays to face the Rays because they've been a bad road team this year. Seattle's been a good road team this year. Uh, Seattle's eight games above 500 on the road, or six or seven. Pardon me. Um, and Tampa's eight games below 500 on the road this year. So that's one thing, I guess, to look out for and probably something we could have mentioned in the uh, avoiding the trop thing because Tampa is 21 games up at home this year, which is really good. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty similar teams at the end of the day, and it will be interesting to see. I think as long as the Blue Jays can do what they need to do, magic number at two to make sure they get the home field advantage, whichever team they play, Seattle or Tampa Bay, uh, they will be very capable of beating, but they have one more team to play before that. And before that, you get to listen to ads right now. Courtesy right. of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, uh, let's do a little preview action here. How fitting is it that the last series we get to preview in the regular season is the Orioles? And we love previewing the Orioles series. There's always some good antics going on and whatnot. Uh, you know what? Why don't we just start it? What's your scary, Ben? My scary is Ryan Mountcastle, Bones. Heck yeah, it is. Who's, now tell us why. 
who's not having a great year, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, sitting like 250 with a 730 <laughs> OPS, but he just mashes the Blue Jays. You all know this by now. We've told you. You know. You haven't heard about his 17 career home runs against the Blue Jays or his 1.022 OPS. That's down. They've actually kind of limited him recently. And even still, he's absolutely raking against the Jays. But I I will say, I do want to acknowledge, I mean, Ryan Mountcastle only played one game the last time the Blue Jays uh, and the Orioles faced off. And he went 0 for 4 in that game. He got knocked out by a hit by pitch in the next game early on. Series before that, they limited him a little bit. He ended up going 4 for 16. So, Mountcastle, ball's kind of in your court, buddy. Are you going to keep being a Blue Jay killer? Or is this gonna, just going to be some sort of fun story that goes away? Uh, you know, don't be... Don't be Glaber versus the Orioles. Make it a multi-year thing. Let's see it. Yeah, Not actually. Don't don't do it because the Blue Jays the walls don't back advantage. or something like the Orioles did. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's get old scary from Ben. Uh, for my scary, I go to a guy that I've gone for before, and he hit a couple home runs, I think, in the series I picked him. So one of my more successful scaries, I'm going Anthony Santander. Uh, Santander has had an interesting year earlier in it. He was hitting a lot worse. He had like a 219 average in May and brought it up to like 235 in June and then back down like he's having a weird year. And then he brought it way up in August and now it's back down. But he did have a three or, or four game stretch uh, from September 24th to September 27th, played four games. The Orioles only won one of them, but he hit six home runs in that time. The man is a home run machine. Uh, you just, you know, you could probably strike him out, but if you don't, like, you'll probably give up a home run. That's kind of the guy he is. He's got 33 on the year, so he's actually having a really solid season. Uh, and I'm going to go him because we've seen him hit homers against the Blue Jays before, and it's just something he likes to do. So I'm going to go Anthony Santander as my scary. Who is your hype train, Mr. Shulman? I'll match power with power. Uh, my hype train is Whit Merrifield. Um, couple reasons. So I'm expecting Whit to get some run. Uh, considering, you know, if the Blue Jays win today and Seattle loses, then there's nothing to play for in the final two games of the season. So I, you could see some Merrifield starts coming in then, uh, especially with them maybe wanting to keep him in rhythm last 10 games for Whit Merrifield all starts for him and he's batting 382 with a 1.141 OPS over that stretch including three home runs he was almost an honorable mention um MVP for the Boston series because he ended up with a three hit game in that series as well I mean the dude is just straight up doing it right now the trade was totally worth it we've been saying it the whole time i don't know what you're talking about by the way my numbers with his 382 average somehow baseball reference even though we actually did wait till the morning after this time has not updated to his three hit game yesterday so that's without a three hit game yesterday so he's likely hitting well over 400 uh, at this point in this last 10 games but what's been good and it's nice that that's starting to pay off a little bit here near the end of the year. Three hit wit, dude. 
three He's just mashing. wet. I'm glad that you Seven went with clusters. a guy. I'm glad that you went with a guy that doesn't usually start because I also did. Okay. Um, because I'm hoping that they just throw guys in. Uh, I went Jackie Bradley though, uh, because Jackie Bradley Jr. There was a game earlier this season. He went three for four with a run scored. I'm rhyming. Uh, two doubles in it, two ribbies, and that was against the Orioles. I mean, this is a team he's seen his whole career uh, as a lifelong Red Sox slash Brewer. He uh, he's just gonna mash, okay? Jackie Last Bradley's Brewer. gonna mash. Expect expect a home run. Has he had a Blue Jays home run yet? I don't think so. Has he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Oh, he, he did a, against the Phillies in the eighteen yeah. eleven game. Yeah. Pain. Well, he's gonna hit his second Blue Jays home run this series. I hope. That's I think story, he, I'm sticking to it. I think with that, you should wrap it up, Bones. I like finishing on that. Okie dokie. Thanks for making Lockdown Blue Jays your first listen every day. Go make Lockdown MLB your second listen. Paul Francis Sullivan is that dude. He talks about an assortment of things and once told Ben and I that he has 78 million subscribers. I'm still looking for him. Uh, go be one of the 78 million, though, and, and subscribe to Lockdown MLB. Make it your second listen every day. I'm Matt Bonaparte. That is Ben Shulman. We will see you tomorrow.